we're back. Welcome to No Direction Beyond, your Starfinder news, reviews, and interviews podcast. I'm Alexander Agunas, No Direction's Everyman Gamer, and I'm joined, as always, by one of these, this galaxy's two most intrepid Starfinders, Vanessa Hoskins. Vanessa Hoskins. Of yeah, course. There you go. <laughs> the pause. Listen, it's got to be in the future. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, we don't have James today, which is really sad because we're here for a sp- sp- special feature. Yeah, we literally just recorded an episode like that, like right now it's February 17th and we recorded it like <laughs> yesterday. So like uh, V and I are like, oh my gosh, so much Starfinder. We can't handle it. So much also Starfinder. Can't <laughs> yeah, and we can't handle the amazing guests that we have today oh for my this goodness. special report. We have no idea what's going to happen. Literally anything could happen in this stream today. Uh, I'm very happy to welcome, uh, I'm, I'm sorry if I get your titles wrong, since both of you are brand new to this show, uh, Development <laughs> Manager, Linda Sayas Palmer, and Starfinder Society Developer, Jessica Catanal. No, gosh, I always say wrong. Catanalan. I should know this. You're on every (laughs) single adventure path I bought for the last like two. It's basically true. She's a superstar. Yes. Fair. Welcome, Jessica's like direction beyond. Yes, I'm a superstar. Thank you. Mm. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a it's our pleasure, certainly. Great and how are you here. doing tonight? Yeah, I'm, we're happy to have you. Uh, it's not very often that we get asked to do the special features. So V and I were like, yes, <laughs> give it to us. Especially because like, I'm not sure if you know this, but we had John on for our last episode. Like I said, literally yesterday. Oh my goodness. He, he did nothing but be like, yes, this is what's going to be in the new class. But I'm not telling you where you'll get it. And mm-hmm. we're like, give it to me now, Compton. Yes, uh, but the but- differences between then and now is we actually get some answers and i'm excited to hear those so let's hear about starfinder organized play and all the fantastic things that are going on oh but before we hear about starfinder organized play and all the fantastic things that are going on but i want to hear hear about about all we got to hear about all the fantastic people who make organized play possible and here on no direction the no direction network we we have a tradition we can't ignore the tradition v but there's, but there's, there's cutting edge information. There's brand new stuff Not, that they're going to tell us and you're delaying it with this conversation. Listen, don't say it like that. You're going to think, you're going to make Jessica <laughs> think that we don't want to hear about her because I, this is I the do. first time, this I is do. the first time Jessica has ever been on a No Direction show. And That's at the true. No Direction Network, we have a, uh, we have a policy where if you're here, you have to tell us how you got into gaming. Linda no. has done it. I watched that episode. I know. No, I, I stand, I stand corrected. So and, Tell us, Jessica, how did you get into gaming? How did I get into gaming? So I started gaming with Dungeons and Dragons 3.5 cool. uh, right when it was ending. And then <laughs> I promptly went, well, what the heck? <laughs> so, <laughs> what do I do with all these books? So I switched over to Pathfinder practically right away. Oh, yeah, uh, that makes and, sense. Then, wow. and then transitioned in from there. Uh, so I've been playing since the start of, um, well, slightly before the start of Pathfinder as a world back in Dungeon Magazine days. Um, yeah, so mostly <laughs> just as a player, obviously. But um, eventually about, oh gosh, four, maybe five years ago, um, I started a blog. So d20diaries.com, mm. which was mostly a personal blog, just talking about, you know, gaming as a family right because i've been gaming Mm. with my children they started gaming when they were like gosh five maybe they started playing (laughs) pathfinder so like it was a personal blog about experiences gaming as a family and just reviews of stuff that we liked or you know how we fit into the community because we weren't particularly 
like active in the community right when you've got young kids you just, just no. <laughs> yeah, no so so it was that and it was a way to kind of just get out there and connect and because i was doing all these reviews one of the things i loved when starfinder society launched was the really engaging stories and like mm -hmm. just the really fun like madcap adventures you could go on for starfinder society like there was fun fun stuff and so i did a lot of reviews on like just what ones we liked and what we thought and who they might be for and eventually i had all these reviews and i just one weekend posted them on the paizo website because like i have them i might as well put them on there and give the authors <laughs> the little stars they deserve right mm -hmm. So I reviewed like everything within the Starfinder Society first season in like a weekend. And oh my goodness. With, within a couple of days, John Compton emailed me and said, Hey, like you review our stuff. Do you want to write our stuff? And I mostly <laughs> just like squealed a lot, uh, but did eventually email relatively professionally. Oh my God, yes. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> and then within a couple of days, I got an email from Thurston Hillman. Who was already offering me my spot on my first Starfinder Society scenario? No. That was the Withering World, uh, and that was a quest pack with a bunch of other authors. Mm -hmm. And then that one kind of came to an end, and I was like stuck in that. This is the only thing I've written. Is it like is now too soon to reach out for more work? Right? Like, uh, so I was like, okay, I'll wait till it's released because I mean, then I can at least point to it and be like, I did this cool thing. So I waited and then I waited and then it was released. And then I was like, still a little too scared for like a day or two. But, uh, and then that next week I got an offer from Thurston to do my second Starfinder Society scenario. Mm -hmm. I got an offer from Louise Loza to do Lost Omen Legends. Mm -hmm. And I got an offer from John Compton to do Starfinder Operations Manual. Oh, so, you just got flooded right at the, I right did. out the gate, huh? <laughs> I know I was obnoxiously lucky. Um, <laughs> you made quite the impression, actually, is what I hear from I, that. Not luck. But. Yeah, it's it, it's not luck. It's it's the kind of thing where, like, you know, a freelancer's work comes in, and people are like, "Oh my gosh, how didn't we discover this person anymore?" Mm -hmm. Hey, let's talk about how awesome this person is. Hey, we should get their writing more stuff. Let's That's grab them and make them play, and let's do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, and and now, fast forward, you're writing like what a. 1 billion adventure path volumes uh, every month like uh, your output is matched only by Ron Lundin and it's very barely right that's will, not about I will, accurate I will never catch up to Ron Lundin I don't know how he I, I assume he doesn't sleep is what I assume but <laughs> I do in there a little bit so, no no I, yeah, mean, I, I do have an adventure path this month now that you mentioned it listen listen we we were on we were on legends together we know how how Ron actually you know, gets all that work done. He signed a contract with a devil. Like that's, that's oh, what it's right. there. Like, yeah, yeah like good, there you go. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he did it. It's really good. I'm, yeah. I'm glad that you are not, uh, what, what's the term? Is it hellbound in Pathfinder second edition? Is that what they call it? <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, you know, some people, they, 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 they want to enjoy the time they're here. I get that. Um, yeah. So Linda, I did my research and the last time you were on a, a no direction show, because you've never been on our no direction show. Last time you were on a No Direction show, your title was very different. I believe that you were the like 
Pathfinder Society Development Lead, or was, was that the title? But it's very different, a different title now. You want yeah, to talk to us a bit a, about that? I, I was like a development lead and then like a, a development manager. And I've, ha- I've had a lot of like titles over my time at Paizo. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, my current one is, um, is development manager. Um, and that reflects the fact that I am a manager for specifically the digital adventures team. So uh-huh. uh, Jessica and uh, Mike Kimmel and Thurston Hillman, all the folks who make like organized play and one shots mm-hmm. and bounties. And if it is, if it's just a PDF and it doesn't have a print version and it's an adventure, then it's us. Nice. And definitely from talking about Jessica, it sounds like uh, you very much enjoy getting to uh, be her manager uh, from the high quality of her work. Well, I mean, yeah, I hired her and I'm really happy about that. <laughs> You're like, yes, uh-huh. she's my pick. Nice. <laughs> You can take pride in that now, can't Absolutely, yes. But I see Vanessa is twitching uh, a little bit, so I I think maybe we should should get to the reason that everybody's here, uh, because we have announcements to hear, right? Mm -hmm. Right? We have have secrets that are going to be revealed, and I I don't know what they could possibly be, so why don't we hand the soapbox over to you two, and you can tell us what we can expect from this this digital content uh, universe of Paizo? Yeah, mm-hmm. so we have some spoilers for you for season five of the Starfinder Society. Season five. Uh, yeah. Aren't we, aren't we still five. on season four? We are. And you know what? I think we're going to start at season four for you. Okay. Oh, okay. Brought it up. Such a tease. Okay. She was about to tell us, Alex, what are you doing? We were going to get the <laughs> no, scoop. No, no. She, she might spoil like two scenarios, right? It's February. Okay. There's okay, like four, right? Fine, right? Fine, she, fine, fine. It's okay. All right, let's just do season four. Let's do season four so we can get to season five because I am super excited, but also excited for the end of season four. Season four, go. Yeah, so each year in the Starfinder Society, we have an overarching plot, which is our meta plot, which we name our season for that year after. And I mean, not all adventures in our season uh, involve the meta plot, and some Mm -hmm. years are more involved than others. So we're currently in the middle of season four, which is the year of the data scourge. So this season began when it's series of digital attacks ravaged infospheres and technology across the system. And then simultaneously, robots infiltrated and attacked Absalom Station and the Lorespire Complex, which is the home base of the Starfinder Society. Mm-hmm. So some of these were like literal invaders, but others were robots already on the station that got infected with mm-hmm. the data scourge virus and just went violently haywire. Oof. So our introduction was written by Jenny Jarzabski. That was for levels one to four. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the season, uh, the Starfinders have pretty much just worked to solve the data scourge. So this could involve like protecting people, obtaining information, making allies, uh, but also like figuring out who or what is behind the data scourge and, you know, how to stop them. What are they planning and kind of launching like counter strikes and things to foil whatever is coming. So at present, we are nearing the end of this season. We have identified the mastermind behind the data scourge. And we're about Mm. to bring the data scourge to an end. So this is going to culminate in number 416, which is Hope for the Future, also by Jenny Jarzabski. Jenny. I know, Jenny. Uh, She's wonderful. Uh, But this (laughs) month, we are on 414, which is Rasheen's member. So we're getting really close. We got this month, we got next month, and then we got the finale. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Would it be a spoiler to say that the villain is actually Metal Datch, right? Like in Sonic the Hedgehog, but it's Datch, but it's a robot. <laughs> yeah, just, that would be amazing. I'm, I'm changing it as of right now. Everything Jenny has written, just scrap it. 
Metal no, it's Dutch. Metal Dutch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> no, definitely right. not. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> like, no. I'm, well, that sure people, cool. I'm sure people are that's... excited to get to the like culmination of this of the season, and it's just like this is a big deal because technology is so integral to the you know futuristic world that is Starfinder that having something like the data scourge virus going around and, and messing with things is not good. So it's it'll be good for players who get to experience this wonderful climax, uh, but also for, you know, the world of Starfinder that doesn't have this horrible scourge anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. uh, well, it's kind of a meme at Paizo now to um, mm. whenever you have technical difficulties to blame it on the data scourge. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this Very thing good. broke. Oh, data scourge. Data scourge. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty great. Hilarious. All right. So that sounds cool. Anything else about season four that you want to share with us um i think we're gonna say that at the end of season four well starfinder society is not in such a great place Hmm. so when we launch into season five which is going to be the year of redemption's rise Mm. uh the starfinder society is kind of fracturing along faction lines there is infighting and power grabs and just a lot of suspicion in between agents and the groups they're working with and it's kind of all threatening to tear the society apart so our first seeker ahu hadith when he's faced with these you know the past mistakes of the society that are coming to light um, the betrayal and heinous crimes of some former starfinders which has been happening since way back in you know year one Mm-hmm. Um, and some other events too have been eh, kind of our fault. Um, <laughs> what are you saying? We didn't are wake up Kadrakal on purpose. Are, are are you implying that we that we didn't like okay a mass genocide on like a bug planet like the 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 Gabranis like? <laughs> cut the mic! Cut the mic! <laughs> no, no, everybody needs to know. Everybody needs to. No, we're fine. We're just looking for information. We're just gathering it. It's cool. We just want to know what happened to the gap. That's what we're about, right? I think. Yeah. That's when the new memes start in scenarios where like random civilians just start holding up Dash was right signs about. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> So, faced with all this, you know, a little bit of turmoil and the grievances of some active agents, possibly rightfully so, uh, mm-hmm. First Seeker Ahu Hadith is embarking on a year of change. So, he is opening the floor to all of our agents, giving them a platform to voice their concerns and their plans and ambitions and to lobby for change within the society. So, this causes some new factions to be founded. Um, some reforms to be enacted and, you know, trust is kind of tentatively reforged within the society. And this is where we are picking up at the launch of the year of redemption's rise. You know, the, the society is not in a great place and it's determined to make a change for the better, not only for themselves as an organization and for their, um, members as individuals, but also for the galactic community that they're a part of. Right. So they just want to, they want to make a difference and maybe a good one this time. Right. Mm. Or again, (laughs) again yeah so that's where we're starting but you know the starfinders plans for a brighter tomorrow aren't without opposition so this year we will also face off against opportunistic criminals internal corruption and uncover some clues involving a secretive criminal organization that has a centuries-old connection to the starfinder society 
Oh no. Oh. My theory my my theory brain is already going. Oh no. Well, there's are we supposed to guess cuz I have two guesses right off the bat, but one of oh, them we, I thought that the Starfighter Society is allied to. So Yeah, no. that's that's what I thought, but I feel like we shouldn't guess cuz if we start guessing, we really we don't want to put either of these two wonderful developers and and or managers into a position where like their faces give away because we no, hit no, it or we, we don't hit it and they laugh at do. us. We do. Actually, I I kind of do want to? to do that. I mean, I want to. Okay. I'll just well, say you say no to everything. You just say no. Okay. <laughs> Wait, no. is it the Merchants no. Guild of the Grand Bazaar? Shoot. Okay. No. Is it um maybe. is it the Learned Guard <laughs> from the Wise oh, Court? Maybe you're gonna say maybe to everything. <laughs> <laughs> you can say no, I can say maybe, or maybe I should say yes to everything you know, for maximum the, confusion. Yeah. The, I'll say the, no and nod. The okay. alien deck is out. That officially means it can be three kobolds in a trench coat. Oh, no. <laughs> like. No. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> at, 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 at some point, like, Jessica just continues to, like, stare at the camera, but her hands are actually going for the notepad and just writing down the things we say. And they're like, not season five, season ten. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you kobolds in a trench coat just I mean <laughs> at least I know it's not the coalition of leshies for better fertilizer so it's 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 probably okay no maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> dang it <laughs> Hey, you're sorry. No, no, it's it's Starfinder. We don't have leshies yet. We've got the Raxolites, right? Raxolites like are not leshies. They're no, not. they're not. They're they're Pikmin. That's a big difference. They're techno. <laughs> techno Pikmin. Oh, that doesn't boy. make you great. All right, so, so, so um, season five. So 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 what can else can you tell us? Yeah, you mentioned new factions. Can you tell us about those? Um, new factions, yeah, new factions. I will. New factions right the second? I don't sure. know. As soon as you're ready, I'm ready. <laughs> Are you ready, ready, Alex? Okay. Yeah. Linda? Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have six Starfinder Society scenarios that are going to influence <laughs> the year of Redemption's Rise, the meta plot. Okay. Um, and while the remainder of those scenarios for next year will not focus on that, they still touch on this year's themes. So there's a lot of themes mm. of reconciliation and redemption and, you know, doing good in a galaxy that's endured some hard times and hasn't quite yet recovered. So we're Taren Ray is very pleased. That. We're going to launch that with uh, the Year of Redemption's Rise, Scenario 5-1. That is written by Alex Fidel. Ooh. And it uh-huh. will debut at PaizoCon 2022. It's his first Starfinder Society scenario, which is very exciting, and it looks wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, our Year of Redemption's Rise, uh, starting with the first scenario, it is going to shine a spotlight on some of the Starfinder Society's minor factions. So one of those is already established. Mm. and already exists that's the manifold host and the other two are brand new so that i is... have a character in that faction you oh. do i'm yes. gonna have some some spotlight this year you will oh my actually gosh. have a scenario play five one the manifold oh my host gosh. is in it yeah i don't cool. know if I... I don't know if I'm going to be able to play that because that character is level 13, but <laughs> I've got him. He exists. <laughs> There's oh, going to be I... a lot more love available for manifold hosters going yeah, forward. Cool. It's going to wait. move from the, that kind of obscurity. But wait, oh, let, wow. let, let me let me rewind and ask for Ooh. clarification because you said, you just said make a new one, but like my manifold host character needs a boon to play. Like I have a boon from like a really early from a really early PaizoCon, like for Starfinder. Are you implying that like people can just join and they're just like the faction that's all about making friends is just making friends? We're we're um, 
think, well, I could answer your question, except oh, that but... I was going to talk about a different faction for you. <laughs> no! Okay, go ahead. You can't have all three factions. You only get one faction. Then I guess that question is just going to hang <laughs> here in cyberspace, just Farewell. suspended forever, just like this, frozen in time. time. Yep, give it time. Go ahead. So we also have, I'm... We also have two new factions, okay. the Advocates, which is what we're okay. going to talk about today, okay. and the okay. Cognates. Okay. So the Advocates. So right before the end of season three, our dear friend Zigzagix went missing in action and was presumed dead, mm -hmm. uh, better known as Ziggy. They <laughs> are a popular Starfinder. They have been with us right from the start of the Starfinder Society back at like season one, adventure one. Mm -hmm. They are absolutely wonderful. If you don't know Ziggy, you should play something with Ziggy in it. Oh, and they used to lead, yeah, they used to lead the Exoguardians faction. But during season four, Ziggy was rescued. So the Starfinders soon learned, though, that that was kind of a ruse. Ziggy's cybernetics had been infected with the data scourge virus. Oh, no. So upon re-entering the lore spire complex they infected guidance and we have already in game kind of dealt with the aftermath of that that is in number 413 the hard reset which is still mm -hmm. relatively new um but you know after that yeah, tearing out your cybernetics does not leave you in a good place and ziggy is not well so with the launch of season five we get to finally see <laughs> ziggy back in the spotlight so when Ziggy emerged from the recent covalescent to find the Starfinder Society, like literally splitting apart at the seams, their heart broke and they were determined to kind of mend the widening rifts between agents and just reunite friends and offer all those hurting the support that they needed to recover. So Ziggy founded a new faction, the Advocates. The primary goal of the Advocates as a faction is to comfort and defend, support and uplift all their fellow Starfinders. So they're aiming to foster bonds of fellowship to ensure like appropriate support systems are available for their agents and to improve the working conditions within the Starfinder society. Beyond the society's membership, the advocates aim to enact community outreach programs, hold charity events, and just like the themes of this year, right? They're just trying to do good in a world still reeling from the data scourge. So okay. they're kind okay. of, Aww. yeah. I love it. So, so they are, yeah, so that's what Ziggy's in this year. And, you know, Ziggy's passion and heart and understanding has caused this very minor faction's ranks to very quickly swell. They're a popular fellow. Uh, so you can <sighs> expect multiple scenarios this year to feature the advocates, including 5-1, which is going to introduce all three of our minor factions. Mm, Wonderful. Very cool. So mm. let me ask you the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Ziggy coming back, does that mean we're getting back the greatest love story that has ever been told in organized play campaign? Is that coming uh, back? It, it depends if you're talking about Ziggy and Salida or Ziggy and their love for Strawberry Machine Cake, in which case both. Okay, that's good. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, there you go. I, 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 uh, yeah, nope. Okay, good stuff. Yep, mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. what we need. That that's definitely the, the the what we need in this post data scourge world, one hundred percent. So yeah. I know that we're talking about the advocates today, but I couldn't help but hear that you, your other faction was called the cognitives. So I have okay. to ask you the cognites. So I have to ask you before they were founded, were they the precognites? <laughs> I'll work that in just for you. Thank you. <laughs> I am suddenly embarrassed to be on this show. 
you know mostly what? because I didn't think of that joke first. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been studying with Andrew Mullen. I'm sorry, my, my oh, skills have gotten sense. good. Okay, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, that's that makes sense. Andrew's a master. Yes. So okay, so the advocates. So they're uh-huh. they're they just sound like just very precious. Are they a minor faction? Because once uh, sort of the initial pain of the data scourge has been healed, they're going to go away, or is there a chance they might stick around for a bit? So the they all of our minor factions are minor, just in the sense that they are not as large um, and as much of a focus as the mm-hmm. major factions we have. They're mm-hmm. still going to be around until well forever. Okay. Until until there is no more Starfinder Society, I guess. Until they're like, oh, we're done with those. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, so know, they, are... they sound really neat. And I would want to play an advocate's factioned character. That sounds like a super cool character to play. Uh, being part of that group that's just trying to, like, help and heal. Um, and I would hope that they'd be around for a while. So that's encouraging. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. something that we've learned that, like, over time, that people, people aren't really a fan of their faction being retired. Mm-hmm. So outside of like the second seekers where it's like, okay, yes, this is about like following the way of a specific person who like is clearly not going to be in that position forever. And so we know right. that there's like, like the expectation you know, that, yeah, we there's have the a expectation unless there's it. that expectation mm-hmm. set up. Yeah. It's more fun yeah. to be able to stick with what you like. Yes, definitely. I can see that. Um, <laughs> very, very cool. I mean, I say that as someone who is a Skyrim Sage player uh, and <laughs> You know what? On one hand, I miss them. On the other hand, my one character has like a, a, a Kitsune Star Gem as a Scarab, and that's pretty cool. So I can't really complain too much. Um, uh, so I mean, we have these three great new minor factions. Are we seeing any shakeups in the major shakeups in the major factions? All of the major factions are still going to be there. They're still going to be doing this. Well, the same thing they always do, but in relation to our year, obviously, their goals mm-hmm. slightly change each year, depending what's going on. But mm-hmm. yes, you can expect all of our major factions are still there. They're still kicking and they're still doing their thing. They're still going to feature in our society scenarios as much as they usually do. But we're mm-hmm. also going to shine some spotlight on the other ones as well. That sounds really cool. And, so- you know, the addition of new factions also like does kind of like suddenly new factions does kind of shift things around in the society that's already shifting so you might be able to see like so it gives the opportunity for for more interplay than uh with, with more characters just like mm-hmm. people people love the story of um salita and ziggy um mm-hmm. you, can, you can see more more faction leaders very cool now i have a, a question also about season five so starfinder as a whole is gearing up for this big like drift crisis. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Uh, I haven't heard you say anything about that. We're talking about healing after the data scourge and all this. How does the drift crisis affect the Starfinder society and the scenarios that we're going to see in season five? That, you know, that does sound like something that some people might need to lend a hand and do some good with. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So you can expect that this is not the year of the drift crisis, but the drift crisis does definitely happen this year, just like it does ripple across all of our Starfinder lines. So you can expect three drift crisis scenarios from the Starfinder Society. Um, And much like our others, like they're not part of our meta plot, but they do, they're all, and they're each standalones at different levels. So you can experience Mm -hmm. a drift crisis as like low level, mid-level, high level. Okay. But they fit Mm -hmm. into our season themes as well, right? And like, Mm -hmm. Just like we've just finished the data scourge, you know, which is technology messing everybody up. And oh, look, now here's the drift crisis. <laughs> also, mm-hmm. some technology going to mess some people up. <laughs> so, 
We're going to go back to a purely magical society after these two, like, <laughs> galaxy-wide crises. People are just going to be like, you know what? Screw it. We're just we're just casting spells again. We're going to go back to this, like, shamanistic lifestyle throughout the technology. You we'll be Izzelgoons, you know? You see everybody on Absalom Station just running around with their hands in their air, their air screaming, and then it pans over far away, and then you just zoom in on the, the home world of the Hanukins, the, the little magical raptor people who eschew technology, and they just look at the camera and go, reject technology, embrace tradition, and they wave their fingers and little wisp motes appear all around, and they go, ah! and then that's just where the Starfinder commercial ends for the entire, the entire scenario. <laughs> <laughs> and you know there's kind of a difference too between like something can be like about the drift crisis but even if the scenario isn't about the drift crisis mm-hmm. drift crisis is still going on so mm-hmm. like you can get like a little bit of drift crisis spice in a scenario that's not otherwise like oh, i am all about the drift crisis yes you can definitely expect um once the drift crisis hits there will be probably a higher number of scenarios than most years happening within the packed worlds And also quite a few closer to Absalom Station as well, right? And when we do go far, we are going to have to find some way to do that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was thinking, I I know there's some other drive options, but they're mostly terrifying. Yeah. So so Vanessa and I both worked on Starship Operations Manual. So did Jessica. I would like to give some very important feedback to all the Starfinder Society agents out there. Do not use those wormhole generators in that are in Starfinder <laughs> operations manual. Just don't. If if there if there is a single like Starfinder Society agent or officer who tells you to get into your starship and fly through one of those giant multi-dimensional bubble rings, just instead walk right out of that room, go find Ziggy and report that OSHA violation immediately. <laughs> go join the advocates and have yeah. a trip. <laughs> <laughs> I have some slightly different advice. Oh. Use the warp drive. No, 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 Use listen. Use the listen. warp drive. Listen, there's like a 25% chance that you Maximum rip the fabric of space time and everything between you and the drive you're going through just vanishes out of space time. Don't, don't do it. Don't Maximum power. <laughs> we just got Ziggy back. We don't need them getting erased. You know what? Look, here's here's my philosophy. If you use the warp drive and it erases a planet, you didn't need that planet anyway. It's fine. Oh, just, no. You just gotta get there. I I think that's awfully Thanos of you, V. <laughs> I may or may not be a priestess of the devourer. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Just use the warp drive. It's okay. Oh, Your Starfinder Society villain. Yeah. yeah. Just, just everyone just, just use the warp drive. Free warp drives for everyone. everyone. <laughs> no, oh, you no. get a warp drive, and you get a warp drive, and you oh, you're not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would have gotten a warp drive. Oh well. It's it's a self it's a self uh resetting scheme because every time someone goes through and disappears, you have a new warp drive to give to somebody else. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. So uh, assuming that your plan isn't to delete all Starfinders from existence by sending them through warp drives, what other types of things can we expect in Starfinder Society Season 5? Oh, hmm. Give me a chance to think what I can tell you. Will there be mechs? Are we going to see mechs? There would, yes. I can confirm that there is some mechs in it. Are we going to be fighting mechs against giant kaiju? 
might be reaching a little high. The, <laughs> what what level are you? Starships versus space whales? <laughs> I mean, we've done that. It's possible. It's in the know, realm of could happen. It was cool and I would do it again. <laughs> just just go out there and hunt the space whales. You can be what what is it? Captain is it Apod is from Moby Dick and you just sit on the Ahab. the top of your Ahab on the sit on the top of your starship and go, "Oi, there she blows. The Uma." And it goes yeah i don't i don't think captain ahab wanted to hug the space whales I, no no I, you got, I assume you have harpoons i'm pretty sure you wrote those uh we did yes we wrote harpoons yeah. in there yeah. you can just grapple <laughs> onto them <laughs> ride them around oh Hopefully, so, so what uh, else can we see though so so okay so you thought about it i gave you a chance to think what else we're gonna see in season five spill all the secrets hmm. it's unfortunate you remembered I can tell you. <laughs> I was buying you time specifically with shenanigans about space whales. So I know that so, I know that when a new season comes out, let me buy you some more time. You know, uh, time is helpful. I know that oftentimes when a new season comes out, a lot of times like the core rules for like the what gets printed out in the guide change too. Uh, you know, new guide comes out, shakeups, new things are available. Traditionally, you guys have added new uh, player species to the list like every couple seasons or so. Do we have anything exciting on that front to look forward to that you can talk about? tell you that okay oh oh the secrets the secrets here they come all right everybody get your secret collecting pails ready so you are right every year we usually add a couple new species to the list of ones that you can play for free and this year they are five of them just special for you we've got well not well don't get too excited Okay. It's probably not what what, what you thought when I said that. Sorry. (laughs) There are dragonkin. Okay, that's a good one. There are patra. Also a good one. Uh huh. Wait, are those the cats? Those are the cats. Yeah. Those are the scarium cats. Yes. What? I want to play a space cat. That's because they're awesome. It's on brand. Yeah. You even got your cat ears today. I do. I do. There are Sarcesians. Okay. Sarcesians are the tall, gangly ones from the diaspora, and when they jump out into space, they get glowy wings. I love them pieces. Oh, those were when uh, Starfinder <laughs> launched. Those were like the big, like top tier boon. I remember because I I had one and I could have made one, but instead I made one of those big Brethetta spiders. Like there is Shobad. Shobad are the four armed kind of giant people from Akadon. That's a sound awesome. Shobad. <laughs> and there's, there are Velaka, which are our super oh my god there's 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 i can i can guarantee you that of like yeah yeah the, the, they're the ones yeah that, that yeah there's, a, there's gonna be wonderful. a lot of people there's gonna okay. be a lot of people who like those yeah that's that's gonna be like that in dragonkin like i'm pretty sure there's like at least uh an entire state worth of people who just like stood up out of their chair, walked out and was like, yes, victory laps. So uh, I've question, had this Pat- build for three years and I can finally use it. With Patra always available, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is Chikris are also available on that list too? I don't remember. Mm, I don't know off the top of my head. You uh, must have was- the list memorized. <laughs> Because I was going to say that if they're available, that means like the entirety of the the core species of the Vescarium are now always available, assuming mm. Ishtikris were, but I don't know if they are, but um, squid people, they're cool, I don't know. They might be the holdouts. 
I, I'm yeah. just, I'm still excited about cat people. I can't help it. I'm actually, I've got a, a tab open. I'm sorry. I apologize if I'm distracted. I already have a tab open making my character. I can't, I can't, I can't. Stop it's myself. fine. It's, it's, it's fine. Dragon can are pretty sweet. Like I'm, I'm excited that I can just run around and say, rawr, I'm a dragon. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Rawr, I'm a dragon. Why would you want to be a dragon when you could be a cat person? Uh, I would like to point out that I have a Dragonkin. He's played one game and it was right before the pandemic. And basically what happened to this poor guy is it was the season three scenario where you crash on an alien planet and he is a technomancer who loves being a technomancer surrounded by technology. And he got stranded on an alien planet and having to rough and tumble survive it for like three months. And I was like, yeah, you, 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 you've earned a break. You, you went through a lot of trauma, get it crashing on this planet. Go, go ahead. You big scaly gold dragon guy. It's okay. Just go take a break. Well, it's, it's funny you should say that because the next scenario you're going to play is with those magical raptors who uh, shoot oh technology and just like magic. <laughs> no, listen, don't even make fun of that. I'm playing uh, an Attack of the Swarm game with Tim right now, and I'm playing a uh, Hanukkah mystic named Dr. Dr. Raptor. Awesome. Yes. Wow. He, he's okay. got a PhD in medicine. He is a doctor, and his first name is Doctor, and his last name is Raptor. It's Dr. Dr. Raptor. So, <laughs> so we've got five, five, right? Five new, new species that we can play. Um, mm -hmm. Are those temporary for the season? Is it like get it while it's hot? Are they just permanent additions to opening up for the Starfinder Society? Those are permanent additions. <gasps> Forever. Ah! A that's very so good, good. that's so good i i love a game where you're like well let's see what species did i play and they're like well you only have 37 choices and you're like oh god <laughs> i want to get there that is so cool that is so cool um what yeah. was the motivation behind those five if, if i may ask yeah how do you guys choose uh well Sometime a little bit based on how much they cost a little bit. I can't just throw out all the most expensive ones. I'm sorry, Alex won't let me, but, <laughs> but, um, not this Alex. Sorry. The other Alex. Yeah. We know. No, in fact, cost let's all blame this Alex. Well, what do you mean by, what do you mean by cost? But the rest of it? Well, because, uh, ancestries cost achievement points. Oh, right, right. That way. Okay. Things, yeah. They cost points to unlock, right? So I can't make all of them the most expensive ones. Primarily, though, these were based on story wise. So okay. Dragonkin, Sarcesian, and Shobat are literally ancestries in the pact worlds that you can't play as. Like, mm -hmm. why not? We're in the pact worlds. And especially because in this upcoming Drift Crisis season, we're going to be spending a lot of time in the pact worlds. So mm -hmm. those were some of the reasons I wanted to see those ones out there. Potter, we have been focusing a lot in um, some previous scenarios. Um, I, the last one, for example, was with uh, helping some Potter rebels and stuff like that. And um, you'll see more, a little bit more touching on the Potter story coming soon for season five. Mm -hmm. um, and Vlockar just really ties in with our themes for this year, right? Vlockar really really um like they like forming communities and bonds and you know they just fit really well with the year of redemption's rise which is why we decided mm -hmm. to add them as well howling at the moons too yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do a lot of howling if your planet has a bunch of moons yeah well, probably do is there the, one that becomes your favorite howling moon or well i mean yeah, plus, I'm sure you know uh, I'm sure a lot of Laka probably just want to go someplace new because they live on a planet that's circling a star that is like dimming and so, like, I mean, that's pretty cold. And I imagine, like, if you have the technology to just leave, like, the forever ice planet, you maybe there are some people who just 
are really are summer people or want to learn if they're summer people. You'll never learn if you are a summer person on a world with a dimming sun. Like that's just the answer. <laughs> like you're just I Im- stuck. I can imagine a Vlaka like finally going to like the beach planet with like palm trees and Mai Tais. And they're like, this is, this is horrible. I'm, I'm really warm. And there's so much, there's so much sand in all of my fur. Why would I have come here? This sounds like a terrible idea. That's it. I'm going to go skiing. This is the worst. You would you would absolutely need to get some kind of a haircut like as soon as you got there because their fur has probably evolved for that cold weather, like yes. actual huskies. <laughs> so they just immediately sit down and then they're like their big, beautiful, luscious fur. They're like, I can't shave this. I spent way too much long on my home planet. This is like the peak bod right here. Mm-hmm. You should mm-hmm. you should admire my winter bod. And then like they're saying this as they're like their tongue is blow out and they're like, panting nonstop. Well, they have <laughs> like a they have like a ten step fur regimen to get the fur all like nice and pretty looking and like healthy. You know, I mean, you gotta you gotta like you gotta get it wet, then you gotta scrunch it, then you gotta put like product in it, then you gotta scrunch it again, and then you gotta wrap it in a towel, and then you gotta undo it, and then you gotta scrunch it again, and then you gotta blow dry it. It takes like hours. So when uh, Vlaka tells you that they're they're like they're washing their fur, like this is a legit thing. It's not just blowing you off. I'm telling you. Welcome well, you to know, No Direction um, Beyond. Oh. You know, your armor's environmental protections. People might usually think of those as being things for like the planet of poison gas or whatever, but you can see like the sand, the beach. God, you know what? I would absolutely be me. Uh, I would have my armor environmental protections on all the time with my little built-in air conditioning, like just not dealing with this summer heat. Like, oh my God. Can you imagine how much more tolerable Disney World would be if I had an air-conditioned bodysuit? Okay, but <laughs> like, you'd be one of those people though that like, you know, you sit down to have a cup of coffee and they're like, I need the charger. You're like, what? And you're like, I need, a, I need to charge my armor. I've been running it all morning. And you're like, well, I... I'm sitting here. Yeah, but this table has the charger. So like move so I can use it. What are you talking about? I'm enjoying my space latte. Get out of here. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what though? I would do it because the last time I went to Disney World, like four years ago, I got the flu from somebody who decided to come to Disney World with the flu. And obviously once you're at Disney World with the flu, it's like, well, I might as well be at Disney World with the flu because I had the flu anywhere else I went now. Uh, so obviously oh, like okay. I stayed in bed. <laughs> All right. So so back on track, let's review. We have season four coming to an end in a few months. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get the end of the data scourge. And you said the big bad villain was who now? Not answering that question. Oh man. So close. <laughs> Tried. Uh so we don't know the big bad villain yet, but we're we're getting close. We're we're, it's definitely, we're capitalism. In. Definitely, definitely capitalism. Definitely capitalism. Okay. And then some, after we defeat some um, people who have played will already know who the final <gasps> is. But I'm not saying it because I was like oh, no. recent one. Oh no. So you're Hold telling me, me that. Let me get my downloads. <laughs> Maybe you should go play it, then you'll know. See? I mean, I probably should. <laughs> okay. So that's coming up, and we're going to face that, mm-hmm. that, whoever, whoever okay. that jerk was that broke a bunch of the galaxy. Okay, cool. And then we have season five where we're making reparations. Mm-hmm. And f- mm-hmm. Wait, wait. Oh, no. Okay. I thought I saw a correlation. So season five, five new species we get to play as. Three new mm-hmm. factions we get to play as without having a boon. Mm-hmm. 
This is pretty cool. Any any other things that we can expect out of the society? The I mean, plans. you're definitely going to see more about the the opposition to these plans for the brighter tomorrow. Like like she mentioned, that secret mm. um, that secret organization. Secret the, organization, um, yes. And there's other there's other forces that are operating that are operating in the shadows. You know, not necessarily having the best of intentions. And is it Dutch um, again? I'm not, not going to say. Um, I maybe. No. Um, <laughs> just going to say that. <laughs> Hey, I, can neither, I can neither confirm nor deny uh, whether 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 Dash is going to appear again. But. <laughs> okay. Well, technically, right. your developer, your development manager, you could, you just won't. That's a very very strong uh, line. I, I choose I choose not to. <laughs> I, I, I have I have insights because you know uh, Jessica like but 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 this, this kind of went from like. You know, there there was some shifting around, and it's like, okay, yeah. So you now Jessica is going to be in charge of this, and then this new season. And I'm thinking, like, okay, that's like a lot to drop on someone. And the next day, Jessica's like, oh well, I have this plan. And she's like, wow, <laughs> yeah. Like she just like picked this up and ran with it. And there mm-hmm. is like, she's got tons of tons of awesome plans. And there's also going to be at some point like a a vote that we're going to be doing for a uh, big public vote that we're going to be doing to try to decide something. Um, something close to home with the society i'm not going to say what that is but there's a thing that we're going to be doing a vote for oh very cool i'm sure we'll all be very excited to hear that so let me ask you this jessica we've had thirsty on to talk about starfinder society we've had jenny when uh when she was a developer for starfinder society on and when we had thirsty thirsty told us that john and him wrote this like big old plan and then Jenny basically told us that like she picked up part of it and then made changes and then like kept moving with it. And so now how much of that plan do you say that you are now the custodian of, or are you like, oh no, it's time for all Jessica all the time. The Jessica power hour, the Jessica supreme feature. Yeah. I just busted in and just took everything and just like threw it out the window. She goes in, she drops this experience. There's there's no. a gorgeous, there's a gorgeous <laughs> slate board in the organized play office. She kicks open the door, punches the board, <laughs> it shatters, and then she takes her glasses, puts on like the little clips for shades, and goes, dun, 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 and then runs, just walks out. That's a pretty <laughs> impressive kick to go all the way from Canada to that would be impressive. <laughs> I mean it's it's well, Jessica freaking Catalan. I mean, I don't I don't doubt that it could happen. Get like a get like the Chuck Norris facts of Jessica Catalan. I will say that no, I would not take all of the uh seeds that they have been dropping throughout all this time and just like totally ignore them. Mm-hmm. But that is all I'm gonna say about that. I, I, I guess was, I could I can say that like you know you're you're picking up on things but this definitely has your own your own spin on things. There's some things that you you know mm-hmm. you took in a in a similar direction to the way things are going, and then there's other things that um, that Jessica is picking up and taking in taking in her own way, and I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah I think I, that's I an mean, appropriate way to do it. Yeah, yeah, I mean I don't I'm picking up at the end of the data scourge, right? But mm-hmm. how we pick that up. And the stories that we decide to tell, like, do we focus on all this infighting or do we focus on something different? And, and you know, obviously we chose something different, right? Mm-hmm. So that is very much, yes, me picking up where we leave off and deciding where we go from here. Very, very cool. cool. 
it sounds like it's very it's a very exciting time to be at in the pilot seat at, at the uh the starfinder development uh suite at i don't know <laughs> at uh at uh the, the organized play offices yeah i think it's a fun time to come on i mean it was uh strange starting so near to the start of a new season because mm-hmm. linda's right like that is a big that is a big thing to decide when you're just mm-hmm. starting but right. it was really exciting as well it was really nice yeah. to get to do it was kind of like welcome jessica um we're going to need a new season plan within like your first six weeks of being here <laughs> so no pressure like, a lot <laughs> linda's like welcome jessica we need you to make a new plan uh but don't worry we have plenty of research material left for you by your predecessors if you'll follow me and she walks down the hall and turns a corner and you just look inside and see the warehouse from indiana jones and the lost ark and it's just filled with notebooks that john thirsty and jenny have filled <laughs> and yeah, but Linda's most like, of those are enjoy. just most of those are just doodles of skittermanders so i don't know yeah what... yeah you know I'm, I'm a bit i'm a bit more with uh with vanessa here you know you, you, you give us too much credit if you assume that everything is in like organized notebooks and not just yeah. like no. oh crud where is that file somewhere we wrote down this idea just boxes of not labeled flash drives <laughs> well and, and most one... of the flash drives are memes <laughs> oh gosh probably I, for one, have great faith that this is going to be a fantastic season just from the existing body of work that you've put out. Um, I, I can't wait to see what's going to happen, what you what y'all do with the drift crisis in, in society and how you're going to face it from that direction. Um, and and little Ziggy, like, what are they going to get up to? Gosh, it's so cool. I think you have a really cool uh, season coming up and I can't wait to see what you do with it. That mm-hmm. being said, we are coming close on time here. Is there anything else you want to shout out or chat about uh, while we've got you? Uh, I can point out that we have some art of Ziggy that you can show. Oh, I did. Oh. I can show it again, though. Oh, you did show. Oh, well, sorry. There we go. That's all I, I got mean, there. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm pretty good at clicking the buttons. I, I click the buttons and there's there's Zig uh, on on the cool looking, cool looking wheelchair. Very awesome. Very Hopefully excited. They can, yeah, yeah. This so, uh, to premiering this season, um, premiering this season at PaizoCon. Oh, oh now, do we know if PaizoCon is going to be physical or digital only? Have they made that announcement yet, or is that like a PaizoCon live announcement or a Paizo uh, live announcement? I don't know what's been said. I would say if you want to hear more about PaizoCon, you should probably come to Paizo Live. Oh, well, I think okay. this is. Go find that video because I think it already happened by the it's time. It already most exists. Yeah. Yeah. It's already there. Go back. Go find it. Yes. Yeah. Be this a question's been answered. Alex, why are you asking a question that's already been answered? Come on. Wibbly well, wobbly, no, Alex tiny, is the, wimey stuff. Alex is, is going to be your best source for that information. So I'm going to turn that over to, by the time you see this class, Alex, to uh, answer that for you. Oh no! Yeah, I'll probably know by the next time we have an episode, unless we're talking about Spadell. I can't. I can't usurp Spadell yet. We. I don't have no, the. No, no. We're, we're, we're talking. We're talking. I'm not. I'm not putting you on the spot there, Alex. I'm. I'm talking Spadell here. Okay, cool. Because there's so many say, Alexes. I, I don't have the Alex Hive Mind uh, a clash feature yet. We're getting there. We're getting there slowly. Yeah. Work on uh, it. Tell me a bit about uh, all of the amazing things that you are doing, Jessica, that you want to shout out to all of these great adventure path volumes with your name plastered right on the cover. Oh my gosh. I do have some stuff with my name plastered on the cover. Uh, so this month, Lost Mammoth Valley is book two of the quest for the frozen flame adventure path that takes place mm-hmm. in the realm of the mammoth Lords that is out mm-hmm. this month. 
Uh, oh gosh, I can also tell you that in a couple months, Book of the Dead, I have a cover credit on Book of the Dead coming out, Ooh. which means I wrote a whole lot of words involving dead stuff. Cover credit. Nice. Wow, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And um, another Adventure Path volume I have that is currently announced is Redshift Rally, which oh. involves uh, space racing and all kinds of fun stuff. And it awesome. is probably one of the most fun Adventure Paths. I've ever had the chance to work on. It was really, really fun to get to do and lots of crazy characters and it's going to be a blast. Very awesome. cool. And uh, Linda, I hear that you have like a podcast or something that you might want to talk about. Yeah, I am on a uh, Twitch stream, Arcane Mark, uh, twitch.tv slash Arcane Mark with Mark Seifter every Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. Pacific and every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific. We talk about all sorts of things. Um, we've been doing a lot of reviews of books. We have uh, started interviewing people again. We just interviewed uh, Logan Harper from Customer Service. Nice. And before that, oh. we interviewed Mike Kimmel from Organized Play. Nice. Um, and we've, we've done all sorts of stuff. We, we build monsters and nations and things like that. <laughs> we played Wildermyth the other day. Um, basically, whatever people vote for. We've also got a Discord. Nice. slash Arcade Mark. Everybody's welcome. Very cool. V, do you have anything that you want to shout out to? Any cool, exciting projects or no, secrets? No, this is, this is their episode. Uh, my cool shout out is that uh, this has me really pumped to to make another uh, Starfinder Society character. Mm -hmm. mm. I'm going gonna, gonna to my... make a cat lady. I know everyone's surprised about it, but I'm going to do it. Oh, no. <laughs> <I can't wait. laughs> my, my shout out is that uh, if you want to hear more of this great No Direction content, then you should follow us on Patreon or Twitch or on our Discord. Good stuff. Uh, we definitely can't do these types of special reports without the support of all of our patrons. So uh, mm -hmm. if you want to go hang out and uh, become our newest patron, we'd be mighty appreciated. I don't even know if appreciated is a word. I apologize it, for my English. It was a weird grammatical choice. I'll give you that. <laughs> Listen, it's it's the, one of the problems is that I'm great at talking until I suddenly forget how to talk. And then I yeah. really wish I had a verbal editor. Just someone to yeah. stand right here and say, no, don't talk like that. Mm, maybe well, someday. Could be me, but I ain't going to do it. All right. No. Uh, but, uh, well, good. I just want to thank you both for being on the show and giving us such juicy bits of information. And I honestly hope that we see you yes. back again here soon to talk about all sorts of things. Uh, uh, hopefully once the, once the perpetrator of the data scourge has been revealed, we can talk about that whole plot. That would be actually super cool. Um, uh, yeah, I just, I'd love to have you both back. So uh, together or individually. Looking forward to it. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, and until next time, go beyond with no direction.